think I'm recording How Long Gone, a beautiful, beautiful uh, midday here in Los Angeles, California. What's going on over in Glendale, Jason? Is the, you got the same weather? I know sometimes it's different. Yeah, it's a microclimate, microclimate. It's, uh, it's, it started off so foggy. Foggy like the London fog from our guest today. But it has cleared up, hasn't it, Chris? It's it's Thank so God. it's sublime outside, sublime featuring Rome outside. Thank God, yeah. No, I, I needed it after yesterday's. I I got to LA yesterday and there was some um, torrential downpours, uh, and it it never ceases to amaze me that when I come here, it rains. Yeah, when I, it's it's whenever you come to LA and it rains, I feel it in my bones. You know, when like if somebody like breaks a bone when they're a kid. You're like, oh, I can. Oh, rain's coming, so I feel it. Yeah, I can feel when you're about to fly from a colder, rainier, more miserable place <laughs> to this place, the promised land, Utopia, California, etc. And then it also rains during that time. I feel it, and I feel mm. it's. I feel bad for you in the way that you feel bad for Larry David when something bad happens to him. You know? yeah. I love, okay, so, I love feeling so bad for you about it. <laughs> so not at it's all. A, it's a, a hate to see it go, but love to watch you leave type of scenario. Okay, look, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, it, it's look, it's good to be back even just for a short time. We got to go to San Francisco tomorrow for our, our big show. Yeah. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for our meal at Keints. <laughs> Quince. I like saying Keints. Keints, yeah, like how uh, you would say the abbreviation for uh, a quinceanera. Exactly. I'm in California. I'm in L.A. For Christ's sake. <laughs> no, uh, I am. Ex- I'm. I'm excited to have another uh, delicious, um, you know, Michelin-starred meal with you. It feels only appropriate. If it's not Michelin, what's the what's the bloody point? What's what's the point? What's well, also, point? I, I went to. Speaking of that, I went to this Korean restaurant called. Soban, S O B A N. Okay. Uh, fam- famously known a few years ago, this is where the the Parasite crew went after they won all the awards at the Oscars a <laughs> couple your, years ago. What's your What's your restaurant's claim to fame? <laughs> uh, famous people came here after an award show, and it was just kind of off to the races after that. It was It was like in the news and stuff. It was a big deal because it's it's a food that or it's they serve a type of cuisine that's like a little more. Maybe like temple style food. There's a lot of fermentations. Okay. Um, okay. It's a small menu. They don't serve alcohol. It ain't in and out. <laughs> well, it's it's not like a crazy rock and sushi kind of vibe. It's not a place yes, where you yeah, go yeah, to yeah. turn up. It's like you go to eat like a delicious, well-crafted, fermented meal with, with tea and stuff like that. Okay. But they, they rented it out and like, you know, went until like six in the morning, soju bombs, all that shit. Anyways. They they they've been uh, recognized by the Michelin people over the years, but I wanted to give them a shout out because the girl who runs it is a fan of the show. Oh, that's great! So and she was it, she was blessing me with sick ass banchan that she's been experimenting with. So did it taste good, or you just like going there because she liked you? I've never been. It's my first time, and I've always kind of stayed away from it due to the fact that they don't serve alcohol, which is you know i love korean food with with beer it's just what i love but i thought i thought korean food was most often paired with alcohol that was a big part of the appeal oftentimes but obviously you know they don't they're not going to get drunk every single meal you know they, sure, they can sure. eat regular food. yeah they're not americans for christ's <laughs> sake yeah they're, they're not going to get drunk every single time i, th- okay. I think uh, a stereotypical viewpoint of a korean restaurant especially in america is is associated with alcohol consumption that's safe to say um, but 
bless me with the the sun choke banchan with from the farmer's market kissed with the little balsamic vinegar uh, i ate a, a fermented strawberry from 2010 oh shit you had a vintage is the justice remix <laughs> that's what i'm saying that strawberry that strawberry's third on the bill at just like heaven fest yeah, that is the just like heaven fest <laughs> tickets are available soon for pre-sale make sure you go check out the amazing lineup for uh, the just like the, the lineup keeps getting better every year featuring them jeans and we've got the, others we've got them jeans we've got phoenix we've got death cab for cutie we've got the return of the gossip broken social scene but we also we also also have 10-year fermented strawberry and that is kind of that that what's better what could be better than girl that? when i tasted that it was so good so did it send you i was senteth it was mothering me yeah it was it was it's it's very syrupy as you could imagine you know when you taste one of those high dollar maraschino cherries a luxardo cherry i've never and it kind of ne- has a never eaten one of those they're just they look disgusting to me but yeah go ahead really no oh, that's 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 bar garnish no they're, they're very expensive yeah no i know i know bar garnish anyway it's it's like that times a billion with a fresh strawberry it still tastes fresh even though it's literally what 14 years old <laughs> yeah, just yeah. S- sitting in a tub for 14 years it still tastes great that's that's no that's very cool i i don't like stuff like that but i would try it i think no, 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 because no, it's no. it's too it's too weird not to try no you know? it's a, a no harm no foul it's like the version you know when you like have like an eric wareheim bros only wine thing where you go to a restaurant in San Gabriel Valley that you would not like, and then we're opening up some seven and eight hundred dollar bottles of <laughs> Beaujolais. Yeah, sure. It's like the version of that, but it, it, with kombucha instead of wine, if that makes sense. So I guess that is kind of for me then, in a lot of ways, because option option one isn't really available to me, and and they don't, you know, I don't get the call from a meal because I'm not mm-hmm. sipping like that. But do you think a kombucha flight? is more my so i don't really like that either but it feels like my only option kombucha flight no that's the one jay maskus takes from seattle to <laughs> to amherst <laughs> kombucha flight 398 oh man did you see what happened to kombucha 398 oh the, the door ripped off it's too much fermentation yeah poor alaska yeah now alaska is just going to be the butt of everyone's joke for the next did you see did you see though the the the, the Passengers only got 150 or no, $1,500 each. Damn. Bro, if the door comes off of my plane and I see my life flash before my eyes, I need at least six figures. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I agree at with least. that. At least. Well, I, th- I think the problem is some of those people, they didn't, they didn't consult with their, with their legal team and they took that offer. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. If I, if I'm flying on an airplane and, a chunk of the hull comes flying off due to user error. <laughs> yes. I'm going to need something. I'm going to need at least a MacBook Pro, not a MacBook Air. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm going to need AirPod Max. If that's all, if could we just do that? I actually, on my flight yesterday from um, New York to LA, I had a lot of problems, Jason. And I was... Was the Wi-Fi lit or unlit? Wi-Fi didn't work. Mm-hmm. My, my screen didn't work. <laughs> So I had no entertainment of any kind. Luckily, you don't need it, right? No, no, I, I do need. I mean, I need something. You never have to get prepared when you're always prepared, right, it's brother? A fi- it's it's a five and a half hour flight. I had my. I mean, I had a book, of course. It was it was no problem. But like mm-hmm. five and a half hours of reading, you know, in one sitting is not. Yeah. You know, even for your big brain yeah even for my bit how much how much Kyle Chaka can one guy stomach you know what I mean so <laughs> I, I just don't know 
I, but I was just like kind of flabbergasted and they just kept being like, I know this plane's so old. And I'm like, <laughs> bitch, that's not like, we all know the plane is old. Don't tell me the plane is old. Do something about it. <laughs> and they only, they did bless me with 5,000 sky miles, but what is that going to do? That, I mean, no, no. that ain't nothing. Yeah. It, it's funny. Those situate that to me, that really is sort of the, the downfall of man. Whenever we started not, really showing any remorse or apologies or solutions for anything <laughs> yeah, just, in a, just, in a, like a, in a retail or business environment. Like all, I think all the time when I'm, when I was like 16 and working at Sears and somebody would need help, you know, like, Hey, I want to buy this thingy. And if it's out of stock, I would be like, I am so sorry. We actually are out of stock right now. Here are the three solutions I could try to help you out. And now it's just like, we don't have it. Oh yeah, and then you're like, wait, what? So how can you? Is it going to be in stock soon? Check later. There's no, there's no service. But that, I mean, the fine, the fine uh, stewardesses in Delta One were telling me no information with a smile on their face. <laughs> okay, okay, that's not bad. I can't, you know, I can't get so mad at it because also, what the fuck are they going to do about it? It's not their, you know, it's not at, their at any point. Fault. Did you say the words out loud to no one in particular? diamond medallion member i know i they they knew who they were talking to and they put some respect on my name but they they okay. only put five thousand sky miles worth of respect which felt mm -hmm. felt a little low yeah. uh but i mean I've, I've only been diamond for like 22 days but the amount of times i've said it uh, they've said the sentence as a diamond medallion member. I just think it's funny. The you know, amount of times that's <laughs> exited my mouth we have to speak it we have to speak it to so our our um our our brothers and comrades at Condé Nast are are striking today, and there's a click it line, so you're not supposed to go to any links. But breaking news is that celebrity uh, Anne Hathaway walked out of a photo shoot after she found out about the work stoppage. Damn! And I just want to say to Anne Hathaway's team, you're geniuses for this. <laughs> this is a this is one of the this is one of the smartest PR moves I've ever seen. And I, I want to pat her on the back for that. I love when Hollywood gets it right. I mean, when's the last time Zan Hathaway missed, right? Zan doesn't miss. Zan's, Zan, she don't. Zan's comeback is, is solidified with her standing in, in, in unison. Yeah, but between that and the resurgence of the image of her wearing a sheer black top with no bra to a premiere in, 20, in 2007 or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. Put those two together. Yeah, yeah. Mm. In fact... In fact, maybe the photo should have stopped then. Is she going to get better than that? You know, maybe that's why she walked out of the shoot to begin oh with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as a member of Condé Nation, how uh, how is it affecting you? You know, they say uh, the jokes the jokes funny until I haven't. It's about any, you, right? I haven't sent any emails today because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to rock the boat. I stand in solidarity. Well, with your email, brothers. your I heard that the email addresses have been shut out or locked out. No, that's Elon style. No, I think I think what you're thinking of is the mass layoffs at the L.A. Times. I heard. Today. You know, I've heard both. Oh, really? I mean, I don't think they can. I don't. I don't know if that makes sense for Condé Nast. It doesn't really. I don't understand how that would work because no one is fired or quit it you know what i mean uh, that's not mm -hmm. but when you get when you get fired from any of these places it's so ridiculous they treat you like you you're a criminal they like cut off your email address take your laptop and walk you out of the building yeah you know which is always just i find so hilarious for these jobs like this is not a high security threat this is not a problem yeah but you know you have to 
you have to be you have to get in there before they have a chance to delete things, steal files, you know, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, because all those yeah, all those <laughs> all those New Yorker columnists stealing their important codes and and you, you know, never files. know. It could be an Amex number. It could be you know a, an email of you talking shit about something that's going to really fuck up that severance package. You know, it, there's a zillion different reasons why. We got to get in there and shut it down. I mean, no, sure. It's 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 stupid. It's so extreme to me. But I love sure. seeing a perp walk from somebody who, you know, from a guy who writes obituaries. Yeah, I want to see a perp walk from a guy who, who writes about like <laughs> voice, like Latin voices for the L.A. Times. Like we, we don't need this guy <laughs> <coughs> like this guy. This guy is a good guy. He's just doing his job. Let's get him out of here. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, but yeah, a lot of laughs at the LA times. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what happens. You know, I don't, I don't know what, what, like, where do these people go work? There's no, there's nowhere else to go. You know what I mean? Are you going to go work at the local paper, you know, in Tucson? Is that the, like, I don't, I don't know what you do at a certain point because 150 people is kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree. I mean, the destruction of the the news middle class the only people who are making a living are people who are on tv or people who are doing it themselves on a podcast but if you need the corporate structure and blah 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 then yeah no no but the it, sun has set on you no but it's it's also just like yeah I, I just don't news i mean the la times is not the new york times or the washington post by any stretch of the of the imagination but it's still like a major city i hate her newspaper i mean it's just true but they but they do what they what they do cover is like Hollywood and like the business, which is important. I mean, that's like a big thing that people care about. But you can get that stuff a lot of places for free. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you subscribed. I'm sure you've been a long time subscriber to LA Times. You know, my ass has never subscribed to a newspaper. I did it on accident once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's funny. What do you mean? <laughs> you just clicked on the wrong thing and put in your credit. You fell backwards into. No, I just want the crossword puzzles. I don't want the whole damn thing. Okay, so before there was an app for just the crossword puzzles, you accidentally subscribed. Yeah, and you were like, "Why the hell is these people keep coming to my door every day?" Mm -hmm. And then, then you realize it was it'd be your own. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't even like New York. Why am I getting this paper? <laughs> <laughs> I, this place sucks. I don't want to read about New York. I don't even like Los Angeles based theater. Uh, no, I, I'm. It's been a big day in media news. I'm exhausted already. Yeah. Um, I'm exhausted already. And speaking of Los Angeles theater, go check out our friend of the show, Kate Berlant. She's doing her show, Kate, at the Pasadena Playhouse. I think for like the next number of weeks, maybe yeah, like a, a month run yeah, or something. For a while, I would also like to, uh, yeah, and come see us. Thursday night, San Francisco. There's some tickets available. Uh, we have our buddy Phil Griffiths joining us. Uh, I think doors are at 7.30. Howlonggone.com for those. Can't wait to touch down in San Francisco. I, I got my vest packed. I, I checked it out. The Equinox is only a six-minute walk from the hotel. Oh, really? So, yeah, I'm going to put on my body armor and my helmet and just kind of <laughs> walk walk down there. I'm, I'm not going to bring a weapon. You're going to storm the sauna? I'm going to storm the sauna. I'm not going to bring a weapon that feels extreme. I feel like, you know, that something bad could happen, but I'm going to protect my head and midsection mm -hmm. as best I can. Yeah, tough to kind of get those those weapons through TSA as well, even on a JSX flight. <laughs>
Yeah, how much how much protection are you allowed to bring on a flight through TSA? Like, if you got a, ve- a bulletproof vest and a helmet, are they going to be like? Definitely not. That, I think the bulletproof vest they wouldn't. And I don't think they would let it happen. That's a flag. That's a that's, that's a, a flag. that's a flag. What we call that at the airport? Yeah, that's a flag. I, I don't think that <laughs> I, I don't think that you can bring maybe some protective eyewear. You know, you can put the district visions on. Maybe that. Okay. I, don't, I don't think you can go much further than that. I feel like anything else is going to be out. Maybe a chain mail. You have to take it off, you know, but to go through security, but maybe they'd let you wear it as like an undershirt. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> How am I supposed to protect my family? We have a guest today. We have a guest today. Uh, you guys know him, Jamie Oliver, the uh, British chef. He has a new book, Five Ingredients, Mediterranean. Um, I watched him on the Today Show this morning. He was cooking shit in one pan, which <laughs> made cooking appealing to me because it's less dishes. Um, but he's... I found I found out today because I mean Jamie Oliver, the naked chef. This guy's a legend. He's been around forever. But I, I didn't I didn't. He's the second highest selling, best selling author in all of Britain after mm-hmm. after the disgrace J.K. Rowling. Second only to J.K. Rowling. Yeah, which is just insane. So cool. We're gonna get into it with with Jamie. Find out what it's like to have uh, five children, and luckily he can feed all those mouths, both physically and financially. That's right. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to him, even though he's not really that much older than us. Uh, in his late forties, I feel like I sort of grew up with him uh, on television. Did you watch it? Uh, a lot? So it was aspirational. Yeah, I watched it a lot. I mean, you know, I was probably sixteen, and he was probably you know early twenties or something like that. But a world apart, you know, if you're yeah, yeah. you're a fifteen year old high school kid and you got some some hot blonde haired twenty two year old twenty three year old chef cooking it up on television, you know shagging birds and carrying on it was it was aspirational no no it's very cool and i also yeah i mean i i think i think uh it was a different time you know he's been he's been but he's done a lot of good too um which i i knew about that part a lot about the healthy food stuff anyway uh let's give uh let's give jamie a jingle how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit-chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on better help there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give better help a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash howlong. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach 
multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. I was, I was looking at your hair earlier today and I got to say... That's a that's a great head of hair. Yeah, I mean it's like it's one of the few things in my body that's actually, you know, functional and, and positive in this moment in my <laughs> still life. Still holding on the hair. Yeah, okay. I mean it's a it just seems you know you're you're not you're a little older than us, but I I, I don't have that that's for sure. So I'm just looking at it from a point of jealousy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to my school reunion the other day, and it was it was uh, yeah. I was one of few that still had a lush head of hair which school what what high school college yeah yeah high school you went to your high school read okay yeah so it's what 20 20 years 25 years oh god i mean i left when i was 16 so like um like 32 years okay so yeah. the 32 year anniversary a classic year <laughs> yeah like yeah no we i mean I, we i probably still speak on and off to like 80 percent of my year like there's there's a hundred boys in our year, and like we've all stayed quite close. Okay, so it wasn't so it wasn't a lot of surprises. It was it was more oh, of like no, a, a no, nice reunion. No, no, we do it like every three years. And oh, okay, um, okay, okay, yeah, it just it's, it, but it's so funny because you just look at all these old these old gits, and you're like, who is that old? And they're like, damn, and then you're like, well, I must look as old as they do. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's a true. That is like, how it works. Yeah, that is how it it's works. nothing worse than being offended by your own kind of <laughs> age. Yeah, that happens a lot where you're like, if you are that, then I am this, and that's not good. Yeah, it's humble pie, <laughs> humble but pie. But you might, you might, you may have had a few more facials than the average uh, geezer that you went to high school with, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm not one for facials. Uh, I think I know what you mean by a facial, but like, I, I think, um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, I've. I thought I knew what you meant, but <laughs> that's changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might have more money to throw at the problem of aging yeah. than some of your classmates. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but this is all. Na this is all natural hair. This is not. This hasn't been harvested from other parts of my oh, body. Yeah, I, I, I checked the flight manifest. You haven't been going back and forth to Turkey, so I yeah Turkey, exactly. So yeah. I, tr I trust you on this. I, that was my research. Only, well, only, only for the food. Yeah, the, they have lovely yeah. fresh herbs there. Yeah, amazing fresh herbs. Okay, so you're you're in the middle of a book tour. This is five ingredients. We're, we'll talk about the book a little bit, but typically, you know, we're just here for a fun conversation. Um, cool, man. And also, I'm friends with Matt um, at Taste. He said he's meeting up with you tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. For a dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, cool. Where are you guys going to dinner in New York? Uh, New York, um, I haven't actually got a list of where we're going. I'm going to go to April Bloomfield's new place tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. um, and that's supposed to be really good. And actually, I just saw her this lunch. Okay. What is your, what is your, do you have a love? hate relationship with new york or just strictly love or how do you know all love okay, okay all love i mean it's like i think when you're a foreigner coming in and like obviously the community is quite small um 
there's lots of exciting, interesting things going on, and, and there's the, the new stuff, but there's also the kind of the holes in the wall that people love and that you find out about. So you know, it's all love and exciting, and everything you know, everything that's taken for granted here by the locals is new and different and exciting for me. So it's just it's creatively, it's really good. So okay, so when you're going to a new restaurant in New York, an old place, you know, you're going to Balthazar, you're going to some new little spot in Brooklyn. When you walk in and they're like, "Oh shit." Oliver's here. We got to <laughs> we have fire the menu for him. I'm saying you've been in many situations over the years where restaurants are just like send him all 17 dishes on the menu. <laughs> How do you navigate that without killing yourself while still showing respect to the the team back there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's changed over the years. I think when I was younger, like it was more 50-50 sort of like like love or hate like sure, oh sure, that's great. Sure. That's great or like he's an asshole. Um, but like, I think now as I've got older, like quite a lot of the head chefs very lovingly often say, oh, you know, I used to watch the naked chef and actually you got me into cooking or things of that vibe. Essentially what this, essentially what they're saying is you're old. (laughs) So, um, but no, it's, it's quite nice. I think having that separation of age is actually a really nice thing. And, um, yeah, they're normally lovely. And I think they just, they just are so proud of what they do. They want you to sort of try a little bit of what they're up to. So even if we order just a couple of things, normally a few extra things turn turn up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. this is why my this is why my wife hates going out with me to restaurants because it's like, would you like to come and see the kitchen? And Jules is like, I've seen about thirteen thousand <laughs> kitchens. Let me guess, good. a bunch of stainless steel, boiling water, and <laughs> shit. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and so I think like since day dot, like it's um, you know you sort of tucking into a little bowl of linguine and like someone comes up and it's like, um, I, I don't want to be that person that's really rude and you're literally about, you know, to put a spoon in your mouth. <laughs> um, so I think uh, for Jules, um, it's often lots of interrupted meals with lots of extras mm-hmm. that we didn't really plan the time to enjoy. Um, you, like you can't be in a rush <laughs> and, and often sometimes you are in a bit of a rush, yes, like you want to yes. get somewhere and do something, you've got kids to pick up or whatever. Um, and then kitchen visits. So for me, I love all of the three, you see. So I could be, I just stay there and never go. You're like, but. babe, go pick them up. I'm going to be in the kitchen with these guys yeah. for a couple more hours. I like hours the idea of you, you even you going to a fast, <laughs> casual restaurant where you still, like you go to Nando's for a quick takeaway and you still have to go take a tour of the kitchen. <laughs> but but you you were saying earlier about, you know, people will say like, hey, I'm a, I run my own restaurant now, but I grew up watching you. And that makes you feel old, but yeah, I want to say that I also grew up watching you, but I'm also in my 40s. So you started out so young that you were growing up, yeah. as we were growing up watching you as well. So with you, yeah. So you still are very young, and you look great. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. Massaging my ego. I love you for no, that. No, no problem. People, people <laughs> want to ask you about this book or whatever. We're here to massage your ego. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of books, you know what I mean? This is a good deal for you. This is a very good deal for you. So it seems like you have like a pretty juicy operation with this whole, the book the book writing and the book releasing is like a, a business unto its own at this point, right? Yes. Um, like it was never planned like that. I mean, I, I, we, I write a book a year and that seems to be a really healthy, wow. a really healthy pattern for me. Like it yeah. themes the whole year. It themes everything that I do. And it's normally driven by a TV series, so it really allows us to resource it and get under the skin of it. And if if you look back through the I don't know the twenty six or twenty seven books that I've written, um, you know they're normally like a voyage of discovery, something that I'm really curious about, or like there's a problem and here's a solution. So solution based books. Mm-hmm. So historically, it's been more fifty fifty. Like I'll do one one year and one another. 
Um, uh, but in the recent years, it seems to be more solution books because <laughs> we got a hell of problems. <laughs> problems. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of problems. We've got, I mean, really, truly, like uh, it's interesting. Like um, when I started as a naked chef, like people used to cook for an average of forty six minutes a day, and now about just before COVID was twenty one minutes. Um, and and I think really? uh, and, and the basket data, which is the only true data that exists in the food industry, really. Um, is sort of saying that it's less than the last one. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think we we know quite a lot about sort of food from like TikToks and little, you know, reels and videos. So we kind of visually know quite a lot and we think we know a lot, but actually as far as skin on skin, like touching and doing, mm -hmm. it's, probably, it's probably never been worse. So, I mean, if you look at five ingredients Mediterranean, that's, if you want to decode it, it's kind of, really trying to talk the language of people that are busy, that expect a lot, that love delicious f food, also want it to be quite healthy and don't want long shopping lists and they, and, and they want it to be quick and easy. Like it, it's, that's, a, that's a long list of stuff you want before we've even, <laughs> even yeah, written a recipe. Yeah. Um, do you think, now do you think it's, it's because we're quote unquote too busy or do you think it's just like a cultural shift to like, dining out and like not caring as much yeah i think it's both i think i think i think the human psyche yeah. always shortcuts that we're the brain's designed to find more efficient ways to do things and then use that time sparingly and i think along with technology um and along with like lifestyle changes women going to work and and just the, the way that the digital revolution has given us more options to get stuff delivered or you know the, the list goes on and on and on mm -hmm. and on so um I mean, honestly, truly, I mean, and I'm not even trying to be dramatic because it is what it is, but um, the normality of cook, the normality of cooking, the joy of cooking is a dying breed. I agree. Especially in this country and especially in my country. Um, you know, they, they got their kind of, they got their claws a bit deeper in Europe, but that's, you know, that's for, that's because they, <laughs> you know, historically had a had a slower industrial revolution but like particularly britain and america yeah and and along with that comes the worst health in the world there's a there's a direct correlation to those two things direct yeah 100 percent. so how how many minutes a day do you think you cook now oh hours like three four hours every day like to, today today i won't because i'm sure I, I don't do lo i don't do loads of pr and stuff but like probably three days in america a year um but the normal day yeah for sure, professionally and personally. So I, I cook at home. I as love well. it. Yeah, one of one of my resolutions this year is to sort of cook every every meal I can cook as much as much as possible, but not just make it, but like make all the things. So like if I'm gonna have a hot dog or a hamburger, make the bun as well. Yeah. I'm not making ketchup, but you know, you draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Tomato sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I mean I like I for me, like on on the weekends as well, like I think cooking like shoes, trainers, high heels, and I know you boys have probably got a fair share of all of yeah. those, um, or gears on a bike. <laughs> I think cooking can be me cooking can be many things. And I think um, in this book, we don't do all the gears, but like certainly there's cooking that can be fast and furious. Um, there's cooking that you can kind of like get it together in like three minutes, bang it in an oven and disappear for 40 minutes. And after 40 minutes, you've got something that's the house smells amazing and you've got a delicious meal. Mm. But at the week at the weekend, the, the cooking I really love is like batch cooking. Put the tunes on, have a drink on the go, like just enjoy 
like that cooking where you can just chop some stuff, put it in the pan, and like there's just a nice linear flow. Mm -hmm. and, like, a big batch of ragu, you know, like awesome ragu, like with wine and spice and herbs. And, and for me, that's joy because I'm going to get dinner that day, but also I'm going to get like 20 bags of ragu that I can turn into in an in infinite amount of dishes. Mm -hmm. To your point, like you don't have to cook every day for that day. You can, at the weekend, you can kind of, do those dishes and batch up, which is like a kind of gift that keeps on giving, really. Okay. So so when you're making these kind of long, drawn-out, lazy Sunday multi-ingredient dishes, what are you listening to on the Sonos? What are you drinking? What are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Don't smoke, but I definitely drink. I mean, I go, <laughs> on, on, on the drink, um, like, I go through waves. I'm just coming back to wine again, having not really been there for like five or six years. But I've been on... Whiskey, tequila, got into gin. Yeah. Um, oh, so just around the that. world. I mean, that's just yeah. If it's wet, you like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of, yeah, one of my problems is I tend to love everything. I'm like, I'm just, and and uh, you know, some people say, "Oh, do you really like that?" I'm like, dude, have you ever tried good tequila? Because it's like amazing. I hate beetroots. Have you ever tried <laughs> good beets? Like, what? Why do you? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, I hate mackerel. It's like, have, but yeah, have you had good... Fr I mean, let... So people are like, is there anything you don't fucking like at all? Yeah, I mean... Just one thing? Not much. I mean, assholes. <laughs> like, literally, I've eaten... <laughs> when I was cooking with a Navajo, I got given like a sphincter. And and I chewed on that for a long time. And that, I didn't like that. And I'm happy to start... I mean, I, even if I put that in a pressure cooker, I think I'll write... I'm just going to say I don't like that. But I mean, kidneys, liver, lungs... Um, like off, okay. uh, like heart, like that. That can be incredible. Okay, so I just haven't had the right lung yet, is what you're saying. I just have to get the good, the good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't even think you can buy them in in the states. I don't even. Think it's you can tough buy them. to get a lung around here. We I'll have tell some, you that. we have some goddamn rules in this country, and yeah, there's a few things yeah. you can't get. You know, there's a few things you can't get. <laughs> yeah, but they're. I think they go into like pet food industry, but certainly in in the Mediterranean, like those those cuts are what make that you know when you kind of have something abroad and you're like i just can't get it the same back home and and it's normally because they've used all the wrong cuts of meat and there's no offal in there and it's not necessarily a, a lot of it it's just like mm -hmm. they almost use the offal like you would when you use anchovy correctly or fish sauce in thai mm -hmm. cooking correctly like it's there to to balance and harmonize but um mm -hmm. yeah man i mean like most things you can make delicious for sure with a few um, squeaky exceptions. <laughs> that, okay, that's a good out. That's a good outlook. I kind of agree with you in many ways. That that if it's the best of something, I I, I might like it. You know, it's a, it's going to be a better. There's a better opportunity for success. Well, you know, like what 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 um, the world that we know, which has only really changed in the last 30, 40 years, which is driven by supermarkets. Like if you buy like potato salad in a supermarket, it's going to be like you know. But like, if you just boil some new potatoes and dress it in some dressing or some even like beautiful Greek yogurt and feta cheese and heavy on the mint and the lemon juice, like it's amazing. Like a beautiful mm -hmm. mayonnaise. Like so, like even like the most basic things get turned into crap in sort of like when they kind of normalize it. So it's like, do you like slaw? It's like, nah. It's like, but have, there's like a million slaws. Like it's like because <laughs> and you can use them in so many ways. And it's yeah. like so it's. I'm always curious as to what people hate. And like in Britain, like we sell Krivac packs of pickled giant beetroot. And it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> but like... <laughs>
Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. The thought of buying a beetroot, scrubbing the dirt off of it, peeling it, boiling it, the how you know your pan turns purple. It's a lot of steps that people don't want to don't want to do. Maybe, That's maybe. A shame. I mean, it's like, I mean, like you could just. I mean, washing it's like twenty seconds, and then you just, you know, sh shave it really thin and dress it with mm -hmm. with a little yeah. a little balsamic salt, pepper, and a little olive oil. And and I and I've even done that in some really rough schools and you kind of go, all right, who hates beetroot? And like, everyone hates it. It's like, cool, right, give me one minute. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Like, have a try. And then like, right, who hates beets? And it's like half, only half mm -hmm. the class. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> trick. That's a good trick. I love, mm, I love breaking them down. <laughs> I love breaking them down. It's like, and it's really interesting. It's like, because you realize like, and it starts from birth, you know, like, and, and, and in, in the UK and America, we've ruined this as well because we're good at ruining stuff in the food business. Like, like, a lot of the baby food is sweetened through pear and apple. Mm -hmm. So, 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 like historically, like texture and bitterness, like they would always come in, and you'd like start programming the brain to be aware of these things. Um, and and but we haven't, right? So, like I've worked in really rough schools where they we just put a salad bar in and we just shred 
stuff and dye stuff and some funky little cutters. And then you just put a batch of different dressings at the end. And they whinge and they cry and they kind of cuss you for like <laughs> one week and then two week and then like, and even like, like, I don't know how you explain it in America, but we kind of like, we call them like rude boys, you know, the ones that sort of like swag around with their trousers around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. We, we call those school shooters here, but yeah. I know <laughs> okay, okay. About. Well, they, those, those, those rude boys that are, can, you know, try and play the kind of hard guy. Mm hmm. You fast forward six months and honestly, like you just put your head around the corner and you see him. He's got a big old tray of like just loads of salad dressings. He's kind of mm. got his, you know, like they, he's, he's hand leafing the endive now. Well, he's not, he's not doing that. But he, <laughs> he's not doing that. But they say that 14 times is how you break someone down and like just normalize really? something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and the fact that he can build his own. Yeah. Like just, just normalize. I mean, if you think about it, even if like some of the, some of the best bits of Mexican food are the salsas, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, oh, I don't, I don't like that. Well, you like salsa and that's damn good. And blacking it, smashing it up, spice, acid, salt, a little sweep of that over some grilled meat or fish is delicious. So, you know, all of those little mechanisms, you know, in the UK, like if you try and put veggie in a stew, like no, I'm not having it. But like, if you do a stir fry with noodles, like cause down the street, they used to having shredded veggies in there. Like that's normal for them. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's weird, like how you've got a. I mean, essentially, what I'm talking about is like how do chefs or mums and dads how do they market real food to their kids when all they see from the second they're born is like 1800, like nugget burger pizza mm -hmm. adverts every single day, you know? And it's, yeah. it's 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 you know it's like loving that stuff isn't genetic; it's called marketing, and it <laughs> works really well. And they own all your best events and music events and all your best sporting events. So it's like, mm -hmm. no, that's yeah. The only, the only thing, yeah, the only companies that own stuff that's bad for us are food and beverage related. I feel like that, like, yeah, really, you see them a lot because yeah. they, I mean, it's always, it always strikes me when like a professional basketball player or athlete does like a Mountain Dew commercial. And I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you can't come, come on, man. You can't actually <laughs> drink this. Like, yeah. You know? That's four million dollars straight away. Like, like <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean I I get why he's doing it. I'm not, you know. Well, ironically, you do that you do that Mountain Dew advert so you can afford to have a nutritionist <laughs> yeah. for your own <laughs> personal life. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, who was the, who was that incredible um football player that went sat down for a press conference and just moved the the can of soda away and then pulled out some oh, water? Yeah. He went ag I remember that. agua. Agua. No, no. Uh, I think it was like no Coke or something like that. And um, yeah, that went viral. Yeah, I think I then their share prices went down like the next 36 hours. I was like, but that's the world we live in, right? It it, no, it, it really is. I, I mean, I think that the it's funny to me that it still works in the way that it always has because we have so much more access and we kind of know more than we ever have before. But but advertising is still the, the great you could we everybody falls for it, even though we know better. Myself included. Um, I know. What do you think is the healthiest diet of all time? Like what type of diet? For example, I think like maybe you're vegan, but you eat fish might be the healthiest. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, certainly I'm not really, I've decided I don't really like labels of like, like if you are a vegan like 90% of the time, but you've got like a bit of a penchant for like sushi, like, mm -hmm. like and what? It doesn't mean you're out of the club. Like the club, yeah, yeah. the club's not even a real club anyway. It's like, like stop creating. And, and even if you go to India, there's like three different types of being vegetarian. There's not even one type. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I think, um, so, I mean, I, I've been lucky. I mean, I spent two and a half years traveling to parts of the world where they live the longest, most productive lives. And um, it's been a curiosity of mine 
for quite some time. I think look, the Mediterranean consistently does well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it does very very. It's it's they have many dishes and vehicles for embracing loads of veggies and just a little meat and fish and and loads of like beans and legumes and and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the Japanese mm-hmm. Okinawa, you know, they are eating a lot of seaweed and tofu, but. I mean, in, in the, you know, Jeju Island in, in Korea, like, like if you look at the spread, like they have meat and they have, they kind of got crispy pork there and they got shrimp over here. Um, but they've also got like 10 plates of like pickles and like fermented things and like noodles. So there's, so I think like those, I mean, I think as a general rule, anything that sort of takes, you know, instead of like having, like going heavy on the kind of protein and having the veg on the side, I think flipping that, tends to be an echo that's quite healthy and, and gives you longevity. Um, so it's not not saying don't have meat and fish. It's just saying like you just wind it down a bit and push that. And, and of course, historically, that was always driven through cost. You know, like it was expensive um, having all these prime cuts of meat and the idea of, the idea of having a chicken every day is like not normal in most cultures like 40 years ago. Yeah. Normally, these diets point to what our great great grandparents were involved in, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I think I still I still think the Greek and Italian cuisines are fantastic at this. Really good. How, how much of it? How much of it do you think could be tied to di- the digestibility of of the foods in terms of living longer and healthier? There's a few. I mean, they both end up roughly the same. But I think if you stop looking at food as food and and kind of try and squint and look at it as kind of little test tubes of of incredible mixtures of minerals and vitamins and nutrients and, and all of those good things like mm-hmm. your body really wants variation so even when you speak to people that i think are getting it right like they're often buying the same thing week in week out so if you look at an average american or or, or a british basket there's only about seven like it's four percent in britain right but there's only about seven percent variation week on week mm-hmm. right so so yeah we have we're getting all this veg but it's the same veg it's the same chemistry i'm having the same kale caesar five nights a week yeah 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 so your body <laughs> wants i think i'm killing it yeah you, yeah <laughs> exactly so your body <laughs> thrives on variation and erratic variation so that's one thing oh really um yeah definitely which is very similar in the gym right chris that, that is true yeah you can, muscle I mean, confusion and muscle confusion. Stomach confusion yeah very popular yeah i mean it's also just like I, i'm a habit eater though jamie i gotta be honest with you when i like something i kind of run into the fucking ground you know and then i move on yeah, to something sure. else but you're saying i need more variety well, maybe that's how you're gonna lose that last 10 yeah. chris shake it up a little bit <laughs> yeah but i think but that's why like if you if you're talking about things like chopped salads or slaws or salsa like there's there's no reason that that can't make you just as happy, but still surf like what's in and what's yeah, good yeah. and what's available, and 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 um, they're really good vehicles for that, I think. But I mean, normally what comes with that is slower digestion, um, and they absorb and break down and get more and access to more of those nutrients. So that whole thing around you're not you are what you eat, but you are what you absorb. So I mean, general, I mean for sure, like a huge proportion of problems in both of our countries is through lack of fiber. So like that's probably at the top of the hierarchy is like Americans are deficit in fiber every day, mm. about sort of 32 grams a day. Um, and you can fix that pretty quick. And what's hilarious about, I, I think it's the same in the States. I'd, I'd have to double check. But I, I'm, like in the UK, we say five fruit, and veg, five fruit and veg a day. Like that's what you got to eat. And the average is two and a half, three. 
And I think you say the same thing, five fruit and veg a day in, in the States, I believe. Yeah, I think so too. It's similar. I don't even do that. And and it's it's slightly worse here, but also um, like um, tomato puree and a pizza counts as one of your five fruit and veg a day. So I like that. That's that, that's the kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I skirt the law. Yeah. <laughs> Surf that law. But the actual, the, the research actually, it's, it's from seven to 11 that you see the real positive upside. Oof. So what happens is even the government's, my government, yours... Like we lie to the public because we have so little faith in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like when your wife takes too long to get ready, so you got to tell her a different start time for the party, kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the way we like it. Yeah. Well, I think I think when it comes to sort of like early mortality, death, um, it's quite nice to know the truth. I mean, if if you had the same um, theory on like motorway signs, um, you probably mm. you probably be in a lot of trouble. Um, so it's. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the challenge, right? And and it's nothing new. Uh, and our ancestors have all mastered it. And it doesn't mean you can't have the thing that you love or your burger. There's plenty of space to have all these things you love. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's about just real real stuff as well. Yeah, I've always I've always heard that you know uh, one goal of a good diet is to eat as little kind of packaged yeah. food as possible. It's the E numbers, man. Especially in the US, it's out of control. Like, the e, e, what do you mean by E? Ecstasy? Or are you talking about no, something else? No, no, not E, ecstasy. No, EU, uh, European EU, community. oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, okay. It's like, yeah, I mean, you definitely, yeah. It's, there's so many things you can do here that are illegal where I come from. Like oh, yeah. Pest, like pesticides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we got guns, we got pesticides. Yeah. Like, no, else? but like proactive use of antibiotics. I mean, like, when I, I spoke to like three of the most senior dudes on the planet on like human like public health. And I'm like, so what are the top three things? Like what are the top three things that are like, we should be scared of? And like, they're like, you know what academics are like? They like, just like stare at each other. And they, and they just, just give me a minute. And they had like four minutes talking between them. Cause they've all got different specialisms and like yeah. ninja, ninja, clever. And um, he said, what was it? Um, antibiotic resistance is one of the biggest threats to the planet. Boring. Yeah. Water, <laughs> water displacement. And okay. uh, and obesity, so um, they're all kind of. Wait, what was the what was the third one you just said? Water displacement. No, no, the th the did you say obesity? Obesity. Fat. Oh, obesity. Yeah. Obesity. Yeah, it's probably okay. my. I weird. thought that was a new type of weight loss drink. Yeah, no, that's IB thirteen. <laughs> that's my weird accent. I okay, okay. That wasn't making a joke. Abitha T is definitely something else. So water displacement, another word for climate change, more or less, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but also like if you're if you're like buying loads of gear from Kenya and you're buying beans and fruit and this, and, and that's really good for their economy and it's like you feel good about yourself, it's all fair trade, but essentially you're buying fruit and veg, but actually you're buying water. And then you go and look at the Nile, which is dried up. Oh. Like it's, it's, then you've got this kind of vicious circle where you've got the most vulnerable people getting more vulnerable. So like where, and if we know this, then like when does anyone step in and say, probably we, you need to make a living doing something else instead of that. Didn't even think about the water thing. That makes so much sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause I know so like, cause, cause a lot of the developing world really struggles with that area, but. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's, it's, I think it just comes back to what you were saying earlier. They are the less processing, um, more local stuff. I mean, it, I don't know why it's become so like, well, that's surely that's hard, but you know, America ultimately was a 
country founded on small farms. Yeah. Oh, well, out here in Los Angeles, Jamie, you can go to a farmer's market any day of the week. Everybody's dressed up in their cool little outfits. They got their dogs <laughs> and their strollers, and they're buying all the fresh veg they yeah, can yeah. fit in their Subaru. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it, but it is in California specifically, it's like, it's like a social outing. Yeah. It's like an event that you go to on a Wednesday or Saturday or whenever, whenever yeah. you go. Do you go? I, I don't cook at all. I, I only go to restaurants. Jason, you, do you go to the farmer's market anymore? Sometimes, but not as much as I used to. There's, there's stores that are sort of offering the same level yeah. of, of quality of produce that are open, like Cookbook or other places, yeah. small artisanal markets. So I usually go to those yeah, places when, now. When I was living in LA, like what I used to love is just like all the different, like just the varieties of avocados you could get. Like I, I hadn't <laughs> seen all that. Well, you, when, did, when did you live in LA? Sorry for interrupting. Um, like, I think it was like six years ago, seven years. I mean, it might be longer, like seven, eight years ago. How old was my kids were in elementary school? So yeah, like, geez, that's like twelve years ago. What were you? What were you doing? Just TV? I, I so I did Food Revolution. Um, first of all, I lived in Huntington, West Virginia, which was uh, at that point in time the most unhealthy town in America. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then 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 like that. I mean, it was probably. In, I mean, I was talking to someone about it, it was probably. We put that show out 12 years before maybe it should have been put out, mm. really. Uh -huh. um, but it did really well. We got an Emmy for that. And it's like, okay, where we put him next? And then they put us in um, the LAUSD in the school district. So mm -hmm. so I was there there for that. And and I really, it was, it was very hard work. Um, yeah. we, we were living sort of up near Brentwood and it couldn't have been nicer literally and mm -hmm. then and I was work I was working in East LA every day mm -hmm. and uh actually I loved it I mean it, it was it was some parts were tricky and and rough um and and you know the you know the score down there but uh, I loved it it was yeah it was really powerful work and and working with the Hispanic community and it was like it was amazing it really was and we we were working in um uh, where we weren't allowed in the schools, we got banned by the head of the uh, LA school district. Because you were causing too much trouble. Yeah, yeah. So then we went to um, like an independent school, and they're like, "Yeah, we want you. This is amazing." And um, like, we're not run by like, like the, the the same people, and of course they are, but they just didn't know it. So you know, <laughs> I, so I was I was working in the school, and they you just know they've got these little in, invisible bits of rope that's like, "Yeah, you will do what you're told." So mm -hmm. I think I. I, I got banned from every school in LA. Um, wow. Every Tuesday, you could go to the public hall and um, say, ask anything about the school food system. Um, and it, like, there's, there's a reason for this. Obviously, they've had problems and, and corruption in the past. So, but by law, it was my right to go. But I just go with a massive Hollywood crew of like 30 people, steady cameras, jibs, the whole thing. You know? <laughs> and we turn up and uh, it was a guy called guy called Raymond Cortinez um, and he uh, and so you can ask your question but they don't have to respond mm. so I did this I think for like that's six that's an interesting seven. that's an interesting arrangement you can ask anything you want but we don't have to respond yeah 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 but I did Sounds it like I did it I did it like <laughs> clockwork for like, I think like six seven six seven weeks and my questions got more and more provocative and then eventually I broke him and he just like laid into me and kicked my ass and and as he was doing it I'm like Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. I, I, yeah, this is exactly what we came Gonna for. Gonna see your true colors, <laughs> and it's like, uh, and of course, it, it made it to the show. But then we got a new, we got a new um, person in charge. Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough, and um, made some good change. But 
no regrets. That was that was exciting work. I that's a you really saw both sides of LA. I'll say that Brentwood yeah. to East LA is yeah. is not a great commute, but also it's it's yeah. very different. Very. I worked with the old um, guy in charge. What's the biggest job in, in LA? Mayor. Not the mayor. I think it's another title. Like, what did Schwarzenegger do? Governor. Governor. Yeah, I, I, I worked with one of the old governors to sort of reauthorize a water bill. And it was like, it's tricky. I mean, we haven't, you know, at least in the UK, like all the water's clean. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it's easy for us to say because we're only Don't a rub it in. <laughs> you know, we're a little island. But, you know, no, but I think it's, it does... Water's an interesting one, isn't it? It's like that's that's base. Yes, <laughs> the mo the most base. Yeah. So then you have like the the poorest community with free school lunch kids going into a school. They have to take the most expensive way of getting water through all these Evian bottles or whatever's going in. Mm. Um, so that can't be great. And the sugar juice is cheaper than the bottled water. Yeah, and you and you, and certainly at the time you could only get a free school lunch if you were a free school lunch kid if you took a flavored milk. Oh hell no! You had to have strawberry milk to get a free lunch. Yeah, well, th- then that had more total sugars than a can of Coke. So that was the <laughs> that was like this is not a, this cycles. We need to this break. This is not a solution. It, this yeah. is not yeah. the solution, guys. That is not the solution. But more Damn. more to the point, like it's just a brilliant opportunity for thoughtfulness and love and care and 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 like you know getting some decent food mm-hmm. into them. But yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Being it's such a gift being a foreigner. Look. To look from the outside in is, I think, such a healthy position. Like when I go, say, around Italy, like it's much easier being not Italian because there's you know, the Italians are always arguing with each other. So when you just come in from the side, like like you're neutral. And then certainly, <laughs> like when we looked at the school food system over here, it's like, well, like I know the one back home and I know Europe really well. And they're like, you can't do that. You can't use a knife and fork. Like knives are dangerous. It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> like it's, we can't, you can't use a knife and fork. And you're yeah, like, yeah, okay, I'm, America is different. America is different. It's like, well, like, well you have you would give a seven-year-old child a knife to, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like every school and every country in Europe. And it's like, that's terrible. It's like, no, it's not terrible. It's like, <laughs> it's terrible that your seven-year-old cannot use a knife without stabbing each other <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the problem because <laughs> when when we changed the food of course you did have to you needed a knife or fork to eat it because it wasn't just yeah when it's not a, when it's not a hamburger or chicken fingers you're gonna need a knife and fork to kind of yeah. make this thing work so that that didn't that had its complexities but um <laughs> but you know but yeah it's, it was it was a pleasure to do and like i said i think it was 12 years too early it, it would be good to happen now really i think the world's a bit you know it's worse off but yeah, yeah well some, sometimes in my game as well like you can be two years too late or a few years too early and it's like if you don't like anything even if it's genius like if you get it too late or too early like it just it's not going to work so it's the timing thing is just so, so we might not even be ready for five ingredients mediterranean is that what <laughs> you're saying yeah yeah I, I, <laughs> am i too early or too should late? have pushed this um, to 27 maybe <laughs> yeah 27 feels right for this i don't know we've got uh in a, in a few weeks we've got valentine's day coming up this is a question i like to ask a lot of chefs are you going to cook at home or are you going to go out to a restaurant maybe on a different day a no, couple I, days after no i like to cook at home but does your wife like it having yeah. valentine's day at home every year yeah for sure like she's okay I, good I'm, his house is probably a little nicer than yours jason i'm just guessing <laughs> i guess if you're cooking in your house it's better than other people's houses and cooking normally okay? in restaurants like it's quite it's very busy and you and things are priced up yeah. and everyone's up up selling mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be about romance and sort of you know you know 
looking into their eyes and you know planning a, <laughs> it's a, a happy <laughs> ending to the to the meal um but i think it's it's a bit like new year's eve it's like new like yeah. going to a restaurant on new year's eve like you're just going to get leathered really and, and and i say that as a restaurateur mm -hmm. so i i think um home's nice you save a load of money make it nice yeah turn the lights down light a candle put some <laughs> put some sade on <laughs> there we go where do you live? Like, do you live? Do you live in London or do you live outside the city? I lived in London for twenty five years, and now I live about an hour and a quarter out of London in the countryside, uh, about okay. twenty about twenty minutes from where I grew up as a kid. Beautiful. Yeah, I, it's nice. I, I used to, you know, I used to sort of live in the city, and I just after COVID, I thought, right, I've had enough. You've had enough. I mean, do you go, do you have? I mean, you have to go back pretty often. I'm sure you get your fill. Yeah, and uh, no, I commute now, so I drive into London three times a week, maybe four, but. Um, and I and I I try and do three long days, um, and put the hours in, and then have like two slightly easier days Monday and Friday if all things go according to plan. But um, yeah, I mean I love London. London's wicked, and but it's like I don't know. It's nice to be out of it's the chaos and and, and sure. yeah, you you did everything. it. You, you know, you earned you earned your especially stripes. if you like driving your car more than ten kilometers per hour. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I quite like driving. Okay. Are you a car guy? I, I'd like to be, but when you've got five kids, <laughs> like, for, yeah, you got a lot yeah. of, you got a lot of kids, man. We were gonna <laughs> yeah. talk about that. You got, you got a lot of kids. Like you have adult kids at this point. Yeah, I got uh, from seven to twenty-one. That's that's crazy because you're really only a few years older than us, and we we barely have anything really to show for it. So I just I just being responsible yeah. for. I mean, I, I know I know you're married. You have you have help, et cetera. But like, man. Five kids is not a game. Yeah, no. Nah. Was that the plan? No, nah, my my. I thought <laughs> that we were doing it too, but my wife had different thoughts, and I um have no restraint. So um, <laughs> so that's the answer to that. It was story. very well put there, Jimmy. Very very well, well put. No, no, very I, well put. When I got three down, I'm like, I know her plan. <laughs> I know I know how she manipulates me. You know, like like a and you let it happen. Yeah, and and um. And I prepared myself for it. I meditated, like, do not accept, do not accept. And, and uh, I, you know, it's always, it's always a drought, a drought followed by utter enthusiasm. And I fall for it every time. So, you know. You could, there's worse ways to be manipulated, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, way yeah, worse, way worse. Yeah. But it, what, it, what it means is you go from like, like where I come from in the country is famous for boy racers. So boys that will take a perfectly decent car, lower it, put big, you know, wheels on it and the sound system, mm -hmm. and, and we call them Barrys, right? Mm -hmm. So that's ge genetically, I should be of that ilk. So um, I, I had a little moment where I had like a couple of tasty cars, and then as soon as I knocked out a certain amount of kids, it went to a, a Renault traffic. I mean, by all means, Google what a Renault traffic is, and um, that's that's my family car. And um, you get a lot of car for your money. Let's just put it that way. And and down the motorway, it sounds like a wobble board. Okay. <laughs> so you don't. So you don't have any tasty cars in the garage at all. Uh, no, I, I now I've had to leave. I I now have. Um, I would say a medium interesting car, which is a Maserati. Okay, that's um, good. And 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 it's uh, and it's quite nice to look at, and it's mm -hmm. quite good fun to drive. Gives you that good sound when you when you step on the gas. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not it's not too bad. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, so. I'm I'm coming back, guys. I'm coming back, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm working on this. So and, when and you're when you're commuting like this. This is what are you are you, what are you listening to in the CD changer of the Maserati podcast? Are you listening to How Long Gone? Are you listening to Blur? Are you listening to 
Oasis. What are we talking Stone about? Stone Roses. Yeah, you've. I mean, you've hit quite a lot, and and um, <laughs> I think I think probably like I have a. If you go on Spotify and put Jamie Oliver, you'll probably if you see me in a yellow jumper, that is my that is my general go to mixtape, which is a compilation of like indie, miserable, uplifting. Not you can't have miserable and uplifting. I find miserable stuff quite uplifting, is what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> same, and, same. And um, yeah, that's that's my kind of go to. But you mentioned quite a few eighties, um, nineties, and then just some new young hipsters that are doing kind of cool and interesting things. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Just started. I mean, I know I'm really late to party, but I just started doing podcasts and and audio books and trying to. I mean, like, you you probably have four podcasts on the BBC that you don't even know exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> forgot you did. Them. Well, I, I don't. I've never had my own one, but I I I, I obviously do stuff like this. And yeah. Um, and <laughs> I like the idea of you being like shit. They I guess they turned that TV show into a podcast. That's great. You guys enjoy. Yeah. You guys yeah. love that. Easy for I'm me. super late to the party, but everyone loves them. But when you're in the car for two hours, it's quite good to like sit back and, and go on a bit of a journey. Now, yeah. when you were younger, were you going to a lot of gigs? Were you out every night? Quite a lot, yeah. And in London, and, and even where I grew up in, in the local towns, there was quite a good like rock and roll scene. And mm -hmm. you'd have you know people that were up and coming. And I used to be in a band um uh back in the day from 11 to 23 i was in a band but um what is your discipline what I'm instrument is your discipline <laughs> <laughs> probably the most predictable one i was a drummer oh so, nice. um, okay yeah do you keep a set in the house these days or no yeah I, yeah I've, i started you know i've tried to keep keep my end in as it were and um <laughs> okay so so you're you're when you were 11 to 23 Let's say somebody you're 11 years old. They're like, "Hey, do you want to join the band?" It's a combination of this and this. What was what was this band? Um, our sound was probably. Did you ever hear of a, a band called Garbage? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was probably like that's what people used to say we sounded like. But we were like synthy guitar-y. Um, my my style of drumming was kind of more sort of breakbeat kind of. Okay. I guess indie mm -hmm. hip hoppy sort of drumming shuffling about so you're a little bit of a quest love <laughs> as a youngster is what you're saying yeah i'd like to think so you know i, I wasn't I, I wasn't a steve gad okay <laughs> i like that i like that you're still keeping up it's important to do that yeah mm -hmm. i mean i kind of um yeah i i really it's a part of me that i miss a lot it was a massive part mm -hmm. of my childhood and obviously um i had to focus on the cooking um <laughs> uh, uh, and it wasn't meant to be but it's it i think it's always in you and the only thing I get to do now is I I I get to because we make our own productions for TV. I you know I can jump in the studio once every six weeks and we'll just do a soundtrack to the to the um to, oh, to, to, to the show. Okay, that's yeah. pretty and, good. And yeah, over there in good. Europe, you're able to use music from bands and artists that we all like versus in America where it's just like awful kind of generic background music. Yeah, n yes and no. I mean, more so in Italy or something like that than London. Well, like the the the, the problem for me is that we distribute to 120 countries around the world so we would have to get publishing rights for five of the districts of the that's, world that's going to be tough and it's like 100 yeah you the, just getting a decent track will cost the same as a whole show you can't get tom york on the phone for five re, you know that's tough i have done it historically and, and there's and there's like you know but it's like 180 grand which is like what, what's the i don't know what the dollar to the pound is but um it's it's not dissimilar right now it's it's like yeah, it's so ex it doesn't work economically. But I've done, uh, you know, I've used soul to soul tracks before, and and and, mm -hmm. and and a couple of I had a 
I had a geezer. Um, there was a, a song called Buffalo Stance uh, by Nina Cherry. Of course. No, mm -hmm. no, no one had really heard in the UK for a while, so I kind of put it in a, in a show that we did. Actually, now I, that sounds kind of familiar. It did. It cost a fortune, and, and our production manager like, you can't do it. And I'm like, listen, like, it's 24 shows. Like, it's going to go to 120 countries. Like, do the maths. It works out like, you know. Yeah, it's a, a cost per listen kind of vibe is good. Yeah, it's, it's like, because what happens is you make a beautiful bit of work, and then as soon as it gets out of the UK, they carve it up with this library music that sounds like you're in like some kind of like fast food. It's like weird. Mm -hmm. So um, we did do that. And then I was, down, I was down the farmer's market and this geezer <laughs> came up to me and said, I just want to say thank you so much. I said, well, what for? He goes, I just got like 50 grand off you. And I'm like, <laughs> how? He's like, um, Buffalo Stance. Like I was one of the writers. I'm like, cool. So like, so are you a producer? You were right? He goes, no, no, no. Like back in the 80s, like I, I was a, I think he said he's graphic designer or something like that. But everyone was just having a go. Everyone was just like <laughs> having a go and getting amongst it. And he goes, and out of nowhere, I get your check, and I'm now taking my kids on a lovely holiday. We're doing this, we're doing Aww. that. So it was kind of, it's kind of cute. It's how, cool because you 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 grow up, you listen to a song that you love, an artist that you admire. You get older, you become in a position of power where you can get a cool little two hundred thousand dollar check into their mail. Yeah, and I, I love the idea that. Um, there was like really like random bonkers collaborations going on. And I still to this day think that collaborations between various whoever is it. That's how you get some really different stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I guess you see it in trainers, don't you? You see it in films, trainers, like mm -hmm. artists. It's uh, the Pizza even, Hut and yeah. the Taco Bell all in one building. Yeah. I, we see it all. <laughs> we see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, you never say never. <laughs> well, well, speaking of the international outreach that you have you said 120 different countries you're obviously the most well-known in, in the uk and in europe and you're, you're big in america as well but what's one uh, kind of unexpected country where you're you're actually quite popular there for me yeah um like for example for us we we're quite big in in copenhagen and denmark yeah really for whatever reason oh, that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. There's no and real rhyme or, yeah Australia. There's no real rhyme or reason to yeah, it. Yeah, well, first of but all, but you just see the data. You yeah, know? well, out there, like, have you ever been there, Copenhagen, and, and like, yeah, yeah, it's an amazing part of the world. And they, like, honestly, like, if you go around the Nordics, they often speak better English than we do. Like, I'm like, I'm oh, like, yeah. damn, are you English? And they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, wow, your English is better than like. You're like we're not English. We're just smarter than you. Yeah, they yeah. they really are. They really are. We try harder. Actually, is I'm what just we do, uh, so. better at life than you are. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they're quite and their humor's quite blunt. And they would love you guys like totally. Like they no, they're dry as a bone over there. We did a show over there in August, but and behind the dryness is some like they're they're blunt and funny. Oh yeah, um, and I love it. there's and there's some amazing food out there as well. Um, of course. But yeah, like, I mean, probably the most random place, I, mean, I don't know, um, probably like I had a friend sort of say, oh my God, you're all over Lithuania at the moment. I'm like, really? What, what do you mean? They're like <laughs> billboards everywhere. This, I said, I've never been. And they're like, like, you're all over the adverts, the bus stops. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't know. Um, send me a picture. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the power of distribution is like, is continually, I mean, like even when, we, when I first came to the States, like the first time I ever arrived, I, I, I arrived in, I think, LAX or something like that. And the Naked Chef had just launched. And Food Network, it, like, they were launching as well. Um, and they'd just kind of taken the Naked Chef and they'd 
had some agency do that. Uh, and, and as you went down from the airport into LA, it was just like provo provocative melons and peaches that looked like bums and boobs. <laughs> and like, and then like, Jamie Oliver, the naked chef, has arrived. And it's like, damn, I'm like, <laughs> fruit never looks so good. But um, I, I, I never, and I remember in between these different fruits was like Fatboy Slim. He was like breaking at the same time. And like, uh -huh. I thought, well, that's. <laughs> Not quite as cool as Fatboy Slim, but I'll take I'll take the melons. It's a British takeover. I mean, I just I can't <laughs> imagine a time where in LA you would have a series of billboards for a a small cable network yeah. cooking show. For sure, like, I mean, they were launching, so I think that was their life. Oh, Food Network <laughs> yeah. itself was launching. Yeah, it's like the very oh, beginning, I see. and it was okay, literally okay. it was like it was me, Emerald Lagasse, and Bobby Flay, and all the other Oof. talent that exists now weren't mm -hmm. even anywhere, you know. So the trifecta. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, quite some years ago, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I think like they always have a bit more budget at the beginning for like yeah. kicking it off. Of course, yes, they so. do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a, a lesson I've learned in life many yeah. times. Yeah. There's always a little more money at the beginning. So, yeah. so you've got yeah. a, you've got a, do you have a book event in New York tomorrow? Plugging this? Yeah, I have. Well, let's yeah, let's yeah, give well, it a plug um, real quick before we finish up. Yeah, thank you. Um, where's the book event tomorrow, um, Kimbo? Rizzoli on Broadway. Oh, it's a beautiful store. So yeah, we're doing that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. Um, You're not cooking though, are you? Just talking? Uh, I think I'm just talking. But if they bring a pot and a pan and some food, I'll definitely cook. Um, mm. I'm, 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 I'm happy <laughs> you guys, to. If you guys bring me stuff to make a sandwich, I'll make For a sure. fucking sandwich. Okay, yeah. it's fine. We you don't. Do you don't know what to do with your hands, otherwise, right? No, well, I, I, I am quite fidgety, so I'm always better with <laughs> like uh, I, I prefer talking and cooking at the same time. Anyway, but. Mm -hmm. um but i think it's a small is it uh i'm is it a small bookstore what is what what is it no it's it's i mean it's rizzoli's like an a, a pretty you know it's an art book publisher this is their store it's fairly new it's it's not small it's it's pretty right. big but it's but it's it's well done it's cool it's in like oh we can yeah it's in um i've, I've been it's in like the 20s I well think. give it give us a plug and then hopefully someone like some be some people will turn up there's nothing <laughs> I never forget in the early days, man, like you do an event and no one would turn up and you're like, this is really uncomfortable. That hurts. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> well, it's probably been a while since that's happened, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. Now, nah, listen, it's always, um, you got to keep, you know, keep on your toes. Hopefully, um, hopefully if I do a couple of little social posts as well, that might get some of the locals turning up. Of course. Let's see. No, no, no. Well, the, this... the, weather, the weather's so beautiful. People are going to be excited to come outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put on six layers, walk down to see you talk about the beautiful Mediterranean flavors. Yeah, a little go. bit of fresh lemon juice on top Sounds will like a bright dream, things up, you guys. Dream Wednesday. And they're like... <laughs> but you know, it's always... Definitely if they do a Q&A, Q&As are always great. Like, because you just don't know what questions are going to come your way. And then like you see some cute kid ask a question and like they ask you the, the hardest question ever you know it's like so you just you just don't i i love that i love that and you can how do you laugh. solve global warming i'm only this many yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i've had a few of those all right tomorrow all right so tomorrow night in new york which is technically tonight because this episode comes out tomorrow yeah this will be out tomorrow um, so yeah tonight go to rizzoli do i do i say that or do you say that we're, we're both we both have said it we both have said it so we're whoever did the better job will make the final cut jamie <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see we'll see it's whose turn safety. it is big dog uh no but jamie thank you for joining us on how long gone it was a pleasure um and uh yeah, we we'll, see, we'll, we'll see you soon definitely guys thank you so much for having me